Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today to Off the Bench. Today is Friday, January 15th. And today I am really excited to have a guest on the show with me today. Kristen Jensen is here. She's written a book called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. And we're going to be spending some time today talking about how you can protect the hearts and minds of your children against pornography. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today. Uh, A couple things before we get started. You guys know that we're right in the middle of a Bible study here at MomStrong International. We're going through the second half of the book of Revelation. A lot of you have asked where to get the first three months of that study, and you can find them at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash store. I'll link back to it in the show notes today, or you can just jump in. Uh, It's not too late to jump into the study. There's some fascinating things happening right now prophetically. And so it's interesting, you know, my husband and I, every morning now we wake up and we're like, what chapter of Revelation are we? living in today. So lots of good things going on at Mom Strong International, and you guys can join us. The scripture writing challenge is happening also there. So that's a great way for you to engage your kids in learning and knowing and writing out God's word. Again, all that stuff at momstronginternational.com. Also registration continuing here at Firmly Planted at the Homeschool Resource Center. So you can check that out at F phrc.org. If you're anywhere in the Portland, Vancouver area, we are registering right now for next semester, which begins in about three and a half weeks. So check it out, you guys. All right. We have talked about pornography on the show many times, and a lot of you write in. These are the uh, the topic of many questions that we get here at the show. And I was really thrilled when I heard that I was going to get to review a book by Kristen Jensen because my daughter had told me about it. My older daughter uh, had told me about it. It's called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. I've spent the last several days just looking through them and saying, man, this is an amazing, amazing resource. You guys are going to be really encouraged. So grab your pencil and find yourself a quiet corner. This might not be the best podcast for you to listen to if you've got little ones. I know a lot of you listen to it with your little ones, but you know me, I don't like to pull any punches. So that's my warning to you. And with that, Kristen Jensen, I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Heidi. It's great to be here. And I had no idea until a few minutes ago that you were a fellow prisoner here in the state of Washington. So uh, (laughs) that's exciting. (laughs) Ah, the great Northwest. The great, yes, we got to love it. We got to love it. All right. I want to just just jump right into this because uh, this idea of porn proofing uh, our kids is something that resonates so strongly with me. And I know it's going to resonate with thousands of people who are listening to this right now. And I always have to ask whenever I talk to guests who this becomes the thing that they talk about, what got you so interested in this particular topic that you decided, I'm going to write a book about pornography for kids? Well, that's a great question, and I get it a lot. Yeah. This is the thing. <laughs> I I never aspired to do this. And that's why we know it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> but one day I got a call from a mom, actually a homeschooling mom, who had done everything she could to protect her children from the world and the bad, uh, evil influences. And yet her son, um, turns out her oldest son at age 17, they found out he was sexually molesting several of her younger 
his younger brothers and sisters. And this was Mm -hmm. a fairly large family Mm -hmm. and porn was involved. Mm -hmm. And so we find that porn is fueling um, a skyrocketing rate of child on child and often sibling on sibling um, harmful sexual behavior. Mm -hmm. So uh, the next morning after I heard her, she called me up and we talked for hours I woke up the next morning and felt compelled to look for a resource for her and her younger children. You know, I was just positive. There was a book that warned kids about the dangers of pornography. Yeah, sure. But I looked and looked. Yeah, I couldn't find one. And I naively thought, I'll write it as I started to do the research. (laughs) It's like, how hard could this be? Right, right, right. right. Um, I understand that right there. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the beginning of writing Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. It took three years. And so in 2014, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Porn Proofing Today's Young Kids was published. And it's really for kids ages seven, maybe a little younger, depending um, on the attention span, Um, seven to 11 or seven to 12. Although I have had many therapists tell me that they use this book for their adult uh, patients or clients Mm -hmm, who mm -hmm. are battling a porn addiction because it boils down the science of addiction, the science of pornography addiction, so clearly that even a seven-year-old can understand it. So that's how that happened. And then I had a lot of parents asking me to write a book for younger children. So now we've got Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, Junior, A Simple Plan to Protect Young Minds. And that's for ages three to six, because every three-year-old is on an iPad, pretty much. Boy, that's the truth. And I, you know, whenever we have these conversations here at the show, you know, and this is just the inevitable reaction, there are going to be a lot of moms going, I just, oh boy. I mean, these moms are having a hard time just talking to their kids about sex in general. And they sure don't want to talk to them about pornography. And one of the things that we've said here for years and years is like, if you don't train your children in righteousness, if you don't inoculate your children, the world's going to do it for you and they're not going to do it in the way that you would have done it. So how do you talk to a mom who is, this is a hard subject for her. This is an awkward thing. She's like, even to the idea of sitting down, I've got your book in front of me, by the way, beautifully illustrated. It's a uh, a very easy Uh, You've made it very easy for parents to engage. It's a difficult conversation to have, especially if you're not sure your kids have seen pornography. You're like, well, hey, maybe I'm going to plant the seed and then they're going to go out and look at porn. You know, what do you say to that mom? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. First of all, moms will always find a way to feel guilty. Or (laughs) you got that right. (laughs) Been there, got the t-shirt. Right. But this is the thing. You absolutely nailed it when you said inoculation. You've got two choices. You can give it up to chance and cross your fingers and hope that your kid doesn't see porn, isn't influenced by porn until the day after you start the conversation and you feel like you've equipped them, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, or you can be proactive and start when they're young. When they're young, you know, you set the context. It's not awkward. Maybe it is to you, but it's not awkward to them. It's just one more thing. It's mm-hmm. like, don't run out in the street. You'll get hit by a car. Um, right. It's just one more danger that you are preparing 
them to successfully deal with. And if we don't prepare them, kids, just like the rest of us, don't do well when they're caught, when they're caught off guard. Mm -hmm. So the, the good news is there are tools now that make it easy to start these conversations. If you, if you go on Amazon and look at all the reviews for either of the books, and there's, you know, well over 2,500 total reviews of these books. If you go on Amazon, you'll see one of the most, um, you know, one of the comments made the most is like, oh, this made it so comfortable. It was so easy. It wasn't awkward. And so that was my hope in writing the books is to make it easy to get over that first hump of, you know, oh my gosh, what do I say? Because I've had, you know, therapists who deal with this in their professional lives tell me they had no idea how to start with their children. So mm. we give you the right amount of information, the books. Um, the books do three things, Heidi, if I can just kind of list quickly what children need to be inoculated or to begin that first inoculation. Um, the thing about the, you know, the thing is, is that you can't just give them one inoculation and they're good for life. You know, it's, it's more like a weekly inoculation, but here's your weekly booster. Booster. (laughs) Yes. You've got to have boosters. Um, but kids need three things to begin with, right? They need to, they need a definition. They need to know what pornography is in an age appropriate, you know, way so that they can recognize it. If a child can recognize it, they can do the other things they need to do to protect themselves. So a simple age appropriate definition in the books, we use something like um, good, uh, bad pictures or pornography are pictures, videos, cartoons of people with little or no clothes on that focus on the private parts of the body. We keep covered with a swimsuit. Mm -hmm. So that's just the beginning. You don't need to give them the whole story of what pornography is. You wouldn't want to but you can give them enough information for them to recognize it. Mm-hmm. And then two, you need to give them, um, you know, tell them why pornography is bad for them, why it's harmful. And this is a mindset you need to like communicate to them. Um, kids need to know that it can become an addiction, that it can, you know, um, hurt their relationships um, they need to know, understand how the brain can become addicted to this. And that's that's what we explain in Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, um, Senior, I guess, the, the original book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once they understand that, you need to give them a plan. So what do, what do we do about this? You know, what are you going to do when um, there's a fire drill, right? You have a fire drill. What are you going to do? There, there's an earthquake. We have these plans in place. Um, So what do they do? We have in the junior book, we have the turn, run, and tell plan. And then in the senior book, we have the can-do plan. So exactly what to do when you see it upon exposure, and then what to do when those memories come back. Yes. uh, Because they will. And your brain is designed to remember those kinds of things. So how do you use brain science, neuroscience, to basically minimize 
those memories so they don't have as much hold over your child's attention. So a definition, a warning, and a plan. Those three things, initially, that's what our kids need. And good pictures, bad pictures is one way. It's a great tool to get you started uh, down, you know, on that, um, to, to do that education part uh, with your kids. One of the things I really like about the book, and this it this sort of uh, got my attention as an author right away, is that you give the parents and the children opportunities to respond. So you're not just read you're not just reading to them. You're actually asking them the question. You know, once you learn something, it's almost it almost looks functions a little bit like a workbook in mm-hmm. some aspects of it. And I really appreciated that. And I also saw right away that can do plan. Uh, and, you know, I'm reading, the, you know, the first one, close my eyes, always tell a trusted adult. These are not, and I think I, I want parents to really hear this. These are things that your children uh, need to know how to do because you're giving them, you're not just giving them the bad news, right? We do that a lot as parents, you know, oh, that's pornography. Don't look at that. Or those are naked pictures. Don't look at that. But then we don't give them the tools that they need when they come across it, because half the time, or probably even more than half the time, a child stumbles upon uh, pornography on the internet accidentally, right? Because a lot of these sites that, um, that prey on children, I mean, this happened to my daughter. We, you know, I've talked about this on the show many times. I want to say she was probably eight years old. And this was a long time ago because she's, you know, into her late twenties now. But, uh, this was before I really understood that the internet is not friendly for children. And parents just need to understand this. I don't care what browser you're using. I don't care if it says it's safe or if it isn't. Uh, the internet is not friendly to children. There are predators on the internet and parents need to wake up and realize that. My daughter typed in American Girl because she wanted an American Girl doll. And mm-hmm. I went upstairs to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And when I came downstairs, uh, she it had triggered a cascading effect of probably hundreds of independent windows that had opened on our computer. Wow. And I thought, she is never going to be able to get these images out of her head. That was Mm -hmm. my first thought, just heartbroken that my little girl who really just innocently wanted to find outfits for her American girl doll now had seen some of the most, I mean, even I had never seen pictures like that. And she, and you know, and so I guess what I'm, I'm kind of getting at here is there are a lot of people right now who are listening to this, who are saying, maybe it's already too late for my kid because they've already, this has already happened to them. My eight-year-old's already stumbled across pornography. I said, no, you shouldn't do that. But we need to, as parents, go farther than that, right? And that's really what you're trying to teach parents how to do with their children is not just to say, hey, this is bad for you, but to say, we're going to help you move beyond this and have victory of it so that, over it so that when you're an adult, you're not struggling with this, correct? Yeah. That's why we call it, that's why we call uh, the website Protect Young Minds, because you can never control what your eyes see Mm -hmm. totally. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can't control what your kids see. You can't control what you see. Right. You, you try. And of course you want to limit exposure as much as possible, but you know, you can't control that. The thing you can control is the influence you have. You can exert influence on your children and persuade them. It's their mindset. You have to teach them. So a child sees pornography or even, you know, their curiosity leads them to seek it out because they heard from a friend or somebody showed them or saw something when they were gaming. And that it's, it's, 
the worst thing in the world is not that they actually see the pornography. Mm-hmm. It's just that they see the pornography and they don't know what to think about it. They don't know what to feel about it and they don't know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. And if we can, and I know that so many of your listeners, they are educating their children and they don't just educate their minds in the sense of knowledge. They want to help their children know how to think about something, know how to feel about something and with their values, right? And know what to do about it. Same thing with pornography. We need to protect their young minds more than just, you know, if they see something or hear something, um, we need to know, we need to help them know what to do about it. And we call that the internal filter. And so on Protect Young Minds, you can get all kinds of free guides and really helpful information um, to first educate yourself about this problem and some of the issues that kids are facing. You know, there's studies that show that parents tend to be naive about what their children are experiencing online. Mm. And um, they did a study in Britain that showed that fully like more than half of the parents did not think that their kids were their own kids that were then questioned were looking at porn or had mm. seen porn. They totally. And then when it came to girls seeing porn, were like 62% or, you know, 13% thought that their kid had seen porn. And it was more like 63%, something like yeah. that. I mean, yeah. there, there's a huge naivete gap and we need to, to really, if, if we're going to help our kids, we need to know what they're facing, mm-hmm. educate ourselves and then start the process of educating them. So if your kids have already seen pornography, don't give up. That's mm-hmm. not the worst. The, it's not the worst thing in the world that can happen. As I said before, the worst thing is if they're unprepared mm-hmm. um, and they they get hooked and they get pulled into it. It's and the addiction. It's is the, that's the worst thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that and it's is, the lies uh, that pornography tells yes. about sex. I yeah. mean, ultimately, Heidi, we want our children to grow up, get married, have a wonderful sex life. Yep. At least, you know, that's what I wanted for my kids. Yep. We want them to have a good sex life. We want them to have that beautiful part of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, but pornography will definitely get in the way. Pornography is not a It'll be the third partner in the marriage, and it, yes. it is not a good marriage partner. So um, mm. we need to prepare in preparing them to, you know, be happily married, in preparing them to be have good relationships. All of these things are negatively impacted by pornography. And that's why we have to be brave, take courage, and do what we can. And when we get started, it's not so hard, really isn't. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Talk to the to the mom or the dad right now, who, and their their kids are relatively little. Like maybe they've got a three year old, or they've got a four year old, and they're just thinking, "Boy, if I say if I if I talk to my kids, good pictures, bad pictures, all of a sudden they're going to know that they're a bad picture, and it'll be like Eve in the Garden of Eden, and her eyes will be open." So, so we feel that way, right? Because as parents, we want to protect our child's innocence, and mm-hmm. uh, and I know that um, you, I'm sure you've already addressed this because I can't be the only person in the whole world's ever asked you this question. So uh, talk to that, that, that mom yeah. or that dad who just thinks, but, but, but my child's mind is so pure. And I don't want to pollute it. Well, 
again, this is not polluting your child's mind. This, I mean, it's the same it's thing. Protecting, when you, not polluting, right? It's protecting. It's, yeah. 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 It's protecting. And the sooner the say the sooner I want to do hashtag sooner is safer. Mm. Um because the sooner you can talk to your child and point out it's like, you know, when a child gets old enough to start walking and toddle out, you know, toward the street, that's when you start to say, Hey, never go past the curb without, you know, holding mommy or daddy's hand. Mm -hmm. Because there are these cars and they can hurt you. We don't hesitate to do that with the roads in front of our houses. But when it comes to the internet superhighways, then we're like, oh, uh, well, you know, somehow we have this myth in our mind that our kids are not going to be hurt on that superhighway if they're three years old. Well, I've heard some pretty horrific stories of the things three-year-olds have seen on the internet. And yeah. on YouTube. So yeah. um, better to be prepared. They are going to be stronger. They are going to be able to protect themselves. And um, and we owe it to them because no child deserves to face the porn industry alone. Mm. And until we step up and prepare them for the real world that they live in, not the world we grew up in, not the world we wish they lived in, mm -hmm. but the world they actually do live in mm -hmm. and prepare them to thrive in that world, which they can. And mm -hmm. um, that's our duty as parents. And we can do it. We have, there's so many more tools now, great information. You don't have to go look at porn sites to learn about porn. Come to Protecting Minds. Um, we give you curated information and help you to know what you should be concerned about, give you heads up about some of the latest threats, um, some of the things that you need to be watching out for. Um, I'll just say one more thing, and that is that if you want to keep your child safe from child abuse, sexual abuse, which it feels like lots of parents are more willing to they're more worried about that or they're more willing to talk to their kids about, you know, good touch, bad touch, you know, that kind of mm -hmm. thing, safe mm -hmm. touch, un unsafe touch. Um, pornography fuels child sexual abuse. Pornography is used to groom children. If you protect your child from pornography, if you begin those conversations early, they will be more resistant to child abuse because when, you know, Uncle Bob shows them pornography, uh, they're going to know what that is and they're going to know to come and tell you. And then guess what? You don't, they don't get to see Uncle Bob anymore. Yeah, you um, got that right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and I'm sorry for all the Uncle Bobs out there. I mean, there are women. That's that, like that, Karen, right? Now that there are women, everyone. Yes, that's like Karen. Um, <laughs> there are women out there that are also sexual predators. I know a yeah. woman whose sister in law abused her eight-year-old twins. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, mm. just so important that we, uh, you know, we are uh, mindful of that. Proactive. Yeah. Be proactive. Well, as you're talking, I was thinking, you know, one of the best things about this is you're really, uh, you're really cutting the shame off at the knees 
because that's one of the big things, you know, that, that really keeps children from talking to their parents about this, from saying, Hey, I saw this, or uncle Bob said that to me, or someone showed this to me on my iPhone. Or, uh, you know, when I was a kid, you know, way back when dinosaurs roamed the earth, it was magazines and you had to go to a, you know, you had to at least embarrass yourself and go down and try to dig it out of the trash can or somebody brought it to school and tried to hide it in their backpack or whatever. This is so widely available and it is so prevalent in our culture right now. Um, when you inoculate your child against it, when you teach them that you are actually a person they can talk to without mm-hmm. shame, without embarrassment, then you really do cut shame off at the knees because it's shame that keeps children from saying, hey, Uncle Bob showed this to me, right? I mean, it's that embarrassment, that shame, shame, I'm in trouble. Well, yes, it's fear. Fear of yep. uh, being in trouble. Yep. Fear of of um, losing their device, <laughs> losing access. Mm-hmm. Um, fear of maybe getting their friend in trouble who showed it to them. Right. You know, all these fears. And if we can talk to them calmly, Right. right. And, and just teach them and persuade them and teach them our values. And if we can get clear on why porn is bad for kids, yeah. not just this general kind of belief, but like specifically, and if we can understand why kids go to porn, you know, I did a study, why kids hire porn, why they're going to porn and what the, what the reasons are. You'd be surprised what are some of the reasons that kids go to porn? One of them is sex ed. That's been proven. There's now several studies that show kids are not getting information. So we need to start young to talk to them about, Mm -hmm. about sex and not be ashamed of that. Um, And then uh, again, we've got some great articles about that on protectyoungminds.org. The other thing we have, and this is really wonderful for homeschoolers is we have a new curriculum called Brain Defense Digital Safety. And there is a homeschooler version of it, very affordable. And it's where we have the brain gang. Um, These are kids that are teens and they are um, real positive role models. They are teaching the kids ages about nine to 12. So, you know, third or fourth grade to to sixth grade um, about good digital citizenship, being honest online. Um, and also good tech habits, but also how to deal with pornography, what to do when they see it. Um, kids love, we piloted it all over. It's um, doing very well. We Kids love um, to hear from their older peers. And What's they're the very age that you're trying to target them. with that, with the brain defense? It's like, uh, for homeschoolers, I would say nine to 12. Okay. We are going to be coming out. We will be developing a middle school version and we'll be developing a younger version. But right now we kind of started where a lot of parents and, you know, schools too focus on maturation um, and beginning kind of sex ed, which unfortunately they're beginning so much earlier now. Yeah. Um, but um, brain defense, if you go to protectyoungminds.org and you click on curriculum at the tab, you can see um, everything we've we've uh, pulled this together with so much research on prevention science and methodology, uh, but it's fun. It's funny. The kids, it's laugh out loud funny. We actually hired a, a comedy writer, Emmy nominated comedy writer. Awesome. Who writes like 
who writes Super Bowl commercials, you know, uh-huh. um, that's his caliber. He wrote the scripts and we got very professional video. So it's, it's, it's fun. It, it's great to check out um, brain defense, digital safety. We've got a workbook, all, everything a curriculum would have. Um, and uh, just one more voice because the more voices you can get to, per, to really convince your child to persuade them, uh, the better. Because as they get into this age group, they get peer pressure. Yep. And um, it's, it's something that, that really is a thing. And so as well, even if you're homeschooling, you, parents who have, that I think don't understand how the schools even are using pornography. I saw it right here in our district in the age of Rona, the schools are actually promoting pornography now and it's no joke. And people say, oh, they wouldn't do that. Yes, they would. Yes, they would yeah. do that. And you've got to learn to inoculate your kids. Speaking of, of, I've got one other question because I know you've got to go. There are a lot of parents listening to this who say, well, I'm I'm using an internet filter. So my kids are not going to see that. Um, you know, we're, we signed up with Covenant Eyes. Like that's a big one. We've talked about Covenant Eyes here on the show, which I love that. Um, I love mm-hmm. the service. But my opinion is it's not enough. They still need to do the equipping and the teaching that you're that you're helping them do with good pictures, right. bad pictures. And what's your yeah. what's your thoughts on people that say, well, I've got an internet filter? Well, filter is, you know, that's a minimal duty of care. <laughs> yes. Uh, for parents, right? That's that's your minimal baseline. Definitely if you're going to have technology in the home, you need to have some filtering, maybe bark is also a good uh, uh, there's covenant eyes, accountability mm-hmm. software. That's minimum. But even covenant eyes will come out and say, this isn't, you know, this isn't enough for your kids. You, because a filter will never persuade your child. It is not going to gain the hearts and minds of your children. A filter yeah. is simply, you know, a technology, a tool. It is not going to influence the heart, mind, soul of your child and persuade them to adopt their own internal filter. Yeah. And really, if in in this day and age, kids are so smart with electronic devices. If they want to get to it, they can get to it. And I, this was the, the, really the tack that my husband took, especially with our sons when they were still living at home. And we had, um, you know, not a whole lot, but a few episodes of pornography in our home. And I remember my husband, you know, I loved what you said a few minutes ago, just said, you know, don't freak out when you talk to your kids about this stuff. Like, that's the wrong thing to do. Don't start crying and say, I never thought you would do, you know, please don't, don't do that. Uh, And I remember my husband telling me, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to talk to our sons. And he just said, I understand the struggle. This, it's real. Like the struggle is real. And I want yes. to pray for you. Will you pray for me? Let me tell you why this is bad for you. And as the, as the kids got older, you know, he changed his tack a little bit. I remember one time he said, do you guys want to have a good sex life when you're married? Well, of course they were like, uh, yes. Right. He said, then stay away from porn. It'll ruin your sex life in marriage. And that's the truth because what you said at the that's very beginning the was you're always going to have that third, that third party in your marriage, the, you know, that image that your wife feels like she can never live up to or whatever it is. And, you know, that kind of straight talk with them was really helpful 
And we stayed way away from, you know, shaming and all those kinds of, you know, tactics that parents tend to go to as sort of a desperate measure. Right. The more proactive, calm, and deliberate and intentional that you can be about this topic, the better. Yeah. Because there is so many triggering feelings around it, right? Fear. There's a lot of fear. There's shame. There's, you know... So, um, again, not my kid, not my kid. Well, if your kid is a human, a biological human with a brain, a biological brain, then your kid is vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, and, and these people that do this, they're smart, Mm -hmm. you know, they figured out a lot about how to hook people and hook children and have lifelong you know, addicts. So yeah, it's exactly all part right. of their business model. And yeah. um, so there's, there. I think that's great advice. You guys did it exactly right is you began those talks. You didn't have the shame in the junior book. Uh, we have a page in there that one, you know, somebody who had been a porn addict basically, and I, someone who had been addicted to porn uh, said, you have to have this in there. And that is even though I've seen a bad picture, even though you've seen a bad picture, that doesn't make you a bad kid. Mm, There's something good good you can do if you see a bad picture. And so teaching children what to do. And I have so many stories. Um, I'll just give you this one. And that is a nine-year-old boy went to school back in the day, you know, but he he was going to public school and his, but again, you can get this anywhere where wherever he wherever they go outside your house or even inside if they're playing a game with friends um anyway he went to school um but his mom had read him good pictures bad pictures and 3 days later went to school and one of his classmates on the playground or in the school bus um showed him pornography on a mobile device and he came home and he said, he told his mom, I was scared, but I knew what to do. Yeah. I mean, think of the burden that is lifted. I was scared, but I knew what to do. And so many kids are scared. They don't know what to do. And we owe it to them to prepare them so that they know what to do, know who to talk to, and know how to minimize those images that keep popping up in their mind. Mm. So it's all about protecting our minds, persuading them, influencing them, giving them a plan and not shaming them uh, mm. for being human. Um, if we can do that, then we have a really, really good chance of, uh, of basically, you know, of basically shaping their sexual template. Right. Because pornography is trying to hijack that sexual template. A pornography is trying to teach your child that sex is all about violence, is all about domination, is all about just getting your own pleasure. It's selfish. It's self-centered. Um, and, you know, we would like to teach our children that sex is really the opposite of all that. Yes. And sexual intimacy is, you know, a beautiful thing and can be achieved if we learn to be selfless, right? Yeah. Not selfish. And um, 
anyway, that it all kind of goes together. But these books can be read to your child even before you start talking about the birds and the bees. Um, I've had people say, I don't know how she did that. I'm not sure how I did it either, but it was through a lot of collaboration <laughs> with other parents that helped me. But uh, yes, you can read good pictures, bad pictures to your three-year-old and there won't be any problems with that. You can read it to your seven-year-old, but I hope by seven, you've begun these conversations. And if you haven't, then today is a great day to begin planning to do it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, if, if people want to find you online, it's protectyoungminds.org, correct? Exactly. Protectyoungminds.org. You can find links to our books on Amazon. You can find links to Brain Defense, Digital Safety, uh, which is going to be such a game changer. Um, and you can find our blogs, which we come out with regularly, and they have so much great information. Uh, we uh, mm. really, it's a labor of love and we have lots of free guides on our resources page to help you start those conversations, give you so much information. And um, yeah, it's a bright spot. Yeah. It's a and bright on social spot. media. Oh, in social media, it's a bright yeah. spot in the middle of the Rona and the communism <laughs> and everything else. Here you go, you guys. We just we just did a we just did a good one for you. We did a good yeah. turn. <laughs> you can do this. I want yeah. to encourage you as soon as you get past the initial, you know, uh, activation energy, <laughs> say yeah. talk about in physics, as soon as you get it, you know, start to do something, then it will get easier as you yeah. go along. It will. It may seem insurmountable now. Take that first step. Keep going. Just go to Protect Young Minds and start checking out our uh, resources, our blog, and look at the books. We got some videos on them. And uh, take that first step and uh, be intentional about this, and your children will be blessed. Yeah, that's a great, that is a great, great place to end it that your children will be blessed. So, really, I don't know a parent on the planet who doesn't want that. You know, we want our children to grow up to be healthy and to live inside the blessing of sex the way that God designed it. And so this is just a great opportunity. Uh, Kristen Jensen, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a tremendous blessing to have you here, and I hope to have you on again soon. Thank you, Heidi. For more information, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down to the show notes. Uh, that website, again, is protectyoungminds.org. You guys, I know this is an important topic, and I hope you'll take it to heart. I will link back to these books in the show notes today. Have a great weekend, everybody, and I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.